Hello, and welcome to another special episode of Around Farm Progress. It's Farmgate Friday. This series looks at current events affecting key agriculture commodities, and more specifically, what they mean for your farm. I'm your host, Rachel Schutte, here along with Jacqueline Holland, our Farm Futures Grain Market Analyst. Today's hot topic digs into the recent wheat market volatility. Wheat prices have been all over the place during the first week of May. Chicago wheat dropped to a 25-month low on Tuesday, but then turned around Wednesday and surged 30 cents a bushel higher. And despite drought still being a major factor bringing down U.S. wheat quality ratings, the supply picture is changing on the global level as other countries project bumper crops. That leads us to ask, what the heck is driving these wild wheat markets? Is it the weather? Is it Russia? Or is it something else entirely that farmers should keep an eye on? Jackie, thanks for joining us to help explain what the heck is going on with wheat. To start off the month of May, wheat prices have been all over the place. Do you feel like you've had a little whiplash from following the roller coaster wheat market? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially looking at Wednesday's price action when we saw that Ukrainian drone strike in Moscow, we've been hearing a lot of Russian threats about pulling out of the Black Sea Grains Initiative that really haven't done a whole lot to move the market. And then all of a sudden, we see a drone strike that reintroduces all of those supply worries that really kind of dominated this Russian invasion of Ukraine with all of the supply worries. So those came back into the market and it was the most bullish price action we've seen because we've had such good growing weather in most of the Northern Hemisphere this year that we really, you know, there really wasn't a whole lot going for wheat before that. Inflation has also played a really important role in the wheat market over the past couple of years. You know, we saw that global supplies have really been constrained since 2020 when we saw those surge in, in Chinese purchases. And that was kind of followed by some global crop shortfalls due to La Nina and then later Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. And all of these inflationary pressures have helped to keep wheat prices high until recent. But as we discussed two weeks ago in the last Farmgate Friday, we're seeing some of those inflation pressures start to pull back. So again, that definitely has an outsized bearish impact on these wheat markets. Why does what's happening in the wheat market right now matter to farmers in the U.S.? Wheat prices were really high last fall when farmers would have been in that winter wheat planting window. And as a result, more farmers planted more wheat acres last year and not just hard red winter wheat on the plains, but also like soft red winter wheat in the Midwest. And as a result, U.S. farmers expanded wheat acreage by 9%. So that means we're supposed to have a bigger crop coming online this year. So, you know, we need to see some profitable returns from these wheat prices so that farmers can justify this planting decision they made six to nine months ago. 
Right, and we've been hearing about the La Nina cycle coming to an end as we transition, but yet it seems like in the U.S. we haven't seen that effect take place quite yet. We still have about 50% of our wheat acres in drought areas in the U.S., despite other areas of the world having those record wheat crops. What can we expect as we get closer to harvest? The feedback we're getting from farmers and our feedback from the field series is that a lot of growers in western Kansas, in Nebraska, the Oklahoma and Texas panhandle, they are really kind of at a standstill with what to do with their wheat crops this year. They've had such persistent dryness there that even some of these recent showers that we saw last week and even this week probably aren't going to be enough to save the crop. Markets are, are a little bit more optimistic about that, but I'm headed to out to the Kansas wheat tour here in a couple weeks, so I have a little bit better idea of how bad it is. At any rate, growers in that area are really kind of at a standstill. A lot of guys are waiting for crop adjusters to come out and either zero out fields or tell them how to move forward. And even moving forward is kind of has a murky outlook right now because corn seed is so expensive. And with all of that persistent dryness, that lack of soil moisture really makes it more risky to plant corn. I've heard from, from other market contacts that sorghum seed supplies have been pretty tight in Kansas this year. So it creates a lot of uncertainty, not just with the total acreage and total production for wheat, but acreage and production estimates for other crops as well. What other areas of the world are you keeping an eye on when it comes to wheat? Right now, the Northern Hemisphere is gearing up to harvest its winter wheat crop. So you're going to see a lot of the top exporters start to publish their production estimates here pretty soon. Regions like the European Union, Russia, Ukraine, Canada. Markets are trying to figure out how much they're going to produce to determine how much more supply is going to be added to the market. And as it stands right now, it's looking like there is going to be a lot of wheat supply coming in. Um, Australia just harvested a record-setting bumper wheat crop. The European Union and Russia and the Black Sea region have had phenomenal spring growing weather for winter wheat crops. The European Union is likely going to expand their wheat acreage this year. I've seen kind of early estimates from Russia hinting that they're going to lower their wheat acreage estimates. But, you know, I think with this weather, the yields are going to be great. Canada's wheat acreage is expected to be 6% bigger this year. So after several years of very constrained supplies, all of a sudden we're looking at a situation where the world has more wheat, it has the adequate supplies it needs, and it's kind of adjusted to the post-Russian invasion of Ukraine and is getting those wheat supplies to where they need to be. And at the end of the day, more supply means lower prices. For farmers who did increase their acres, what should they be looking for? 
for growers in the Midwest who added soft red winter wheat acres this year, you can probably guess by now kind of what, where your production is going to land for this year. So some of those early efforts to, to get those bushels sold or pre-sold could really pay off because Russia is still shipping a lot of wheat. There's still a lot of wheat moving out of Ukraine through Europe. So the sooner that you can get those prices locked in, the higher chance you're going to have at having a profitable year to show for that. For growers on the plains, it's a little bit of a different story. Like I said, there's still a lot of uncertainty. A lot of farmers are waiting for insurance adjusters and trying to evaluate what the best next steps are. And, and I think anyone who somehow manages to not have their fields completely zeroed out they're probably not going to be great yields. So that makes it a little bit harder to pre-book some sales. You just need to keep having those conversations with your insurance adjusters, with your bankers, your brokers to, to really kind of figure out what is the best marketing plan and also working with your agronomist to, to try to figure out how to make the best out of a really dry soil moisture situation too. Thanks for helping us understand what the heck is going on with wheat. Thanks, Rachel. Well, folks, there you have it. Growing global wheat supplies, weather, and continued uncertainty in the Black Sea region are all playing a role in driving these wild wheat markets. A special thanks goes out to Farm Futures Market Analyst Jacqueline Holland for providing context for the big price moves we've been watching in wheat. If you don't want to miss what we're talking about here at Around Farm Progress, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. And if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is tell it to listen to Around Farm Progress to hear the latest episode. To get more market insights from Jackie and the Farm Futures team, subscribe to our free Farm Futures daily newsletters sent every weekday morning and afternoon. You can always follow along with us online at farmfutures.com. Join us next time as we continue our journey around farm progress. I'm Rachel Schutte. Thanks for listening.